It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being with us. My name is Mike Bernard. I am one of the certified financial planners on the show. I'm also your host. With me in the KFG studios, certified financial planners, my business partners and friends, Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn. And once you turn a certain age, some of your retirement accounts require that you begin taking an amount of money out of them each year. And this is called a retire uh, require minimum distribution. It sounds simple enough, not easy to say, but it does sound simple enough. <laughs> and there are several uh, mistakes that are very easy to make, and they could wind up costing you thousands of dollars in tax penalties. So we're going to help you avoid those mistakes coming up this hour. All right. Uh, if you have questions, the, some of what we're going to get into today, I don't want to scare you. It's just technical. All right. And so we're going to get a little bit into the weeds, and we'll try to make Make it listenable and a little fun, uh, but you got to know you got to know these things or partner with the right team of people that know these things and can help guide you through it. So, if you have questions, if you have needs, reach out to us. We'd love to help. You can call or text us five seven four two 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 thousand. That's five seven four two 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 thousand. You can find us online wisemoneyradio.com. Submit a question right there on the right. Goes and it turns into an email, goes directly to me. We can hit it on, on an upcoming program. Um, lastly, all over social media, we've got the YouTube channel up and rolling. Every episode's right there. Facebook, having some content pushed out, blogs and so on. And, uh, and Twitter, you can submit questions that way as well. So um, all of those, just search Wise Money Radio and connect to it, like it, share it, all that fun stuff. Okay, so last week I was uh, digging around in the financial news, and I, I landed where no no one should ever go. <laughs> I, I would call it the, the dark alleys of the internet, and and you is that the IRS's website? No, no, no. Yeah, Although, good, 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 good question. <laughs> good, good thought. Um, no, it's the comment section of an article. Oh, uh, that, oh it's the dark alley of the internet. Just those, don't go there. Those are better than reading the articles. No, themselves. they're terrible. That's uh, where the crazies hang out. Uh, no offense to anyone who's submitted a uh, comment to an article, but um, but anyway, so so I'm reading an article about um, some of the trappings with required minimum distribution, and I stumbled across uh, someone who made a comment boasting about their experience and actually inadvertently admitted an enormous tax blunder that they were making with their required minimum distribution RMD. So before I go further, let's just level the playing field. RMD, what what is that, Josh? Yeah, that's some jargon, isn't it? You know, required minimum distributions, as Kevin said earlier, is really a rule built into your retirement nest eggs like a 401k or an individual retirement account. Maybe if you work for a hospital or a school, you have a 403b. These are all types of investment accounts built for retirement. They are a tax shelter, so you've set money aside into an account, usually before taxes have been paid. And because it's a tax shelter, that money has hopefully been invested in growing for you for a lot of years. Well, 
eventually there comes a day, and it's at age 70 and a half, that the IRS says you have to start pulling money out of that account. Because we want to tax you. Exactly. They want to force a taxable event. And so the rule book says that every year you have to do a fresh calculation on what that minimal amount is, and you have to pull it out of the account, creating income on your tax return. The IRS wants to generate tax revenue. That's the whole point of this. Mm -hmm. You don't get to hide it away from Uncle Sam forever. Although we're going to talk about that if there are any legal ways to do it. But but it's required at, at age 70 and a half and, and each year after that and um, for all of your pre-tax retirement accounts. Yeah. yeah. And we've talked about this rule a lot on the show because the penalty for not complying mm-hmm. is nasty. It's, the, yeah. it's 50% of the amount you were supposed to pull out you get hit on top of the taxes that they were already trying to generate. Mm. So just to give you some sort of an idea, if you had $100,000 in your IRA and you turned 70 and a half, you have to take out about $4,000. So if I forgot to take out $4,000 or just completely missed it, I have a $2,000 penalty. 50%, that's huge. There are some other things that you we might want to talk about as well in that if I inherited an IRA... Yep, that's coming up. Good, We're going to be talking about good that. teaser there. Yeah. <laughs> well, get to... But but so it, it's going to be taxable to you. If you miss it, it's going to be penalizing. And then like Josh said, each year you've got to redo that calculation. So if it was around 4000 one year, it's going to slightly – it could go up, but the calculation, uh, you've got to make it based on what your it's account based, balance Yeah, is. so the way that they figure it out is they, they look at the account balance, but it's based on life expectancy tables. So every year you are older, your life expectancy reduces a little bit. It's not a year-for-year year reduction, but it's a little bit. Yep. So if the if the balance stayed the same, the amount that you would have to take out would increase. So, all right. So so let's get into this. So I'm reading this article, and it's talking about how when you're in retirement, taking your required minimum distribution could mean you're going to pay more tax than than maybe you thought in retirement. And I love that. We've talked about that on a show. You need to be careful about that. You need to consider Roth conversions and other things so that um, so that hopefully you're managing that because it could increase your Social Security, all that. So like the article, actually. See, the first comment, the individual says, I don't know what the big deal is. I take my RMD every year. My wife and I use it to supplement our Social Security, and then we convert the rest of it into our Roth IRA. Wah, wah, wah. Is there a problem there? There is a problem. No, no, no. You cannot do that. You cannot convert your required minimum distribution, even part of it, into a Roth IRA. It's got to be withdrawn. So let's use that that simple example, $100,000. I take out $4,000. I put $2,000 in my pocket because I need to spend it. And then I say, hey, I'll take the other two and convert it to a Roth IRA. If I did that, I made a huge mistake. Now you're facing a different type of penalty. You've over-contributed to your Roth IRA, and that's a 6% penalty. Not as bad as the 50%, but it gets it dings you exactly. on, on an ongoing basis. For as long as the money stays in there until you rectify the problem, uh, you've got a 6% excise tax, essentially, that's being charged uh, against that. Mm-hmm. As I listen to this conversation, I am reminded... This is the best time in the history of the world to accumulate wealth, and it's the most complicated time in the history of the world to accumulate wealth. I've never, uh, you know, I think we spend all day every day explaining stuff that doesn't make any sense (laughs) to people. And they say, well, how, how would you know this? 
You wouldn't. Right. There's no way you would know this. You can't get from here to there. You can't say, I'm a reasonably intelligent, logical person, so what year would I start taking money out of my retirement account? Oh, you <laughs> 70 and a half. That's logical. And this, this, this poor individual who, who made this comment, and it was sort of in a boastful fashion, so maybe he, he got what... Uh, should be coming to him, but several other people chimed in and replied to they his commentary. Huh? Oh, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, but a third of those were wrong as well. So there is an escape hatch built into this mm-hmm. as well. Uh, because maybe he got his terminology wrong. Um, it, it's possible that what if he took his distribution from his IRA after age 70 and a half, he satisfied the required minimum distribution rules, the IRS says you have to pull money out, and what if he put that money in his pocket temporarily and turned around and contributed it back into his Roth IRA? The only way you're allowed to do that is if you have earned income, mm-hmm. right? And we don't know. There, there's not that many folks over age 70 and a half that are still working full-time or, or whatever. But what if he had a part-time job or what if he had some wages that could make him eligible for a contribution? Well, that, so that gets me thinking here. Let, let's, let's start into this. So what do you do if you get to the point where you need to take your required distribution? You're forced to start taking RMD, but you really don't want to, and you don't want the tax uh, consequences. Are there any options to avoiding or delaying your required minimum distribution? Well, one of them is if the money is inside of a retirement plan at work. And as long as you're not at least a 2% owner of the business that you're working for, you're allowed to postpone that start date for your required minimum distribution from those particular accounts. Just from those, if you're still working. Exactly. Right. You, you can't just say, well, I'm going to retire. I'll leave my money, all that money in my 401k, so then I'll avoid my RMD. No, no, no. That is only if you're still working. That's right. And there's a, there's a little trap there that I'd like to talk about in our next segment. I know we're running out of time, but there, it's it's possible if you are done working and you have to take the required minimum distribution from the retirement plan, it gets fairly complicated. Mm. And so there are some reasons why you may want to consider repositioning those dollars yeah. to simplify your life. That's right. And there are just a couple, there are a couple other ways to avoid or manage this RMD, this required minimum distribution. We're going to talk about that and a lot more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Your required minimum distribution is one of the most complicated things going on with your retirement accounts and your taxes and in your financial life at a time when you just want things simple. So we're talking about some of the traps today and some of the big mistakes that one, in fact, that I found uh, on the internet here just recently. So we're talking about that to help you avoid mistakes. Thanks for tuning in. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Thanks for being with us. Also want to say thank you to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keen for sponsoring the content of today's program, as well as First State Bank. Thank you very much. If you have any questions, I, I don't know, it's probably a dozen Maybe a, maybe even a baker's dozen a year. People call in and just are scared about their required minimum distribution, don't understand it, need some help. Uh, 
yeah, that's legitimate. It, it is a scary thing. It is confusing. And so if you have questions, if you have need to reach out to us, you can find us online, wisemoneyradio.com. Check out the blog, check out previous episodes, submit a question right there on the right. Uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, submit questions that way. You can um, comment. We're talking about comments right now. You can comment to things. You can mm-hmm. gather content. Just search Wise Money Radio, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And then also call text 574-222-2000. You can call or text us. 574-222-2000. All right, so we're talking about RMD. Stumbled across a, a commenter to an article uh, boasting about a, uh, a, what he was doing, and it was a big blunder, making a huge tax mistake. Um, so we're talking about if you have to start taking your required minimum distribution and you don't want to, are there any ways around it? Well, you could keep working. And if you keep working... Your other IRA, your traditional IRA, your previous retirement accounts, you'd still have to take required distribution from, but your current company's 401k, you would be, that would be delayed until you were done, you were done working. The, my favorite way to avoid RMD, required minimum distribution, is just have all the money in a Roth IRA. And, and that just, I mean, the Roth IRA started uh, back in the mid-90s, early 90s. And so likely, if you're retired today, that's just not possible unless you did some very great Roth conversions. But you don't have to take your required minimum distribution from a Roth IRA. Yeah, it's kind of like saying the best way to avoid uh, getting sick is to be healthy. Um, <laughs> Mike, come on. So here, can I? Can I? Captain just, Obvious. Is that <laughs> what? Hey, you, you haven't I, heard of prevention I, medicine? <laughs> come on. Preventative. Okay. Preventative. <laughs> Preventative. Hey, can I? So, I'll, in, in the spirit of playing stump the host, why would I not want to take my RMD? What's so bad about the RMD? It, it's you have to report it as taxable income, and that all of a sudden changes some of the calculation, especially with Social Security, and could mean you've got to pay more tax on your Social Security than you otherwise would have. Right. So, so a lot of what we deal with in finance is the internal finance. So if I take a dollar out of my IRA and I have to pay taxes on it, it could feel like I'm defeated. But if I take a dollar out today and I'm paying and I'm in the 12 percent tax bracket, I could have a, if I'm if I'm married, I could have one hundred thousand dollars of income and pay 12 percent on that. So I I look at this and I say the required minimum distribution, you know, people are like, well, you don't you don't want to pay the required minimum distribution or you want to take as little out of your retirement plan as you possibly can in retirement. This is where planning is a is a big deal because yep. planning will give you clarity and confidence. I encourage people, you want to pay as much in taxes as you possibly can in the lowest possible bracket. And so when when folks come in and they say, hey, you know, my my parents who are retired pay no taxes and i say hey do they have a re- do they have any retirement plans well sure they do but they're still not paying taxes and i say well guess who's going to pay the taxes on that retirement plan yep you are you are when you inherit it so i i i look at this and i say the the the, the rmd is not the big bad wolf do not be afraid of the rmd because you can take those dollars and pay taxes on them, 
and you you don't have to spend them. You can redeploy them. You can reinvest them in a non-retirement account. Yeah, I, I agree with everything that you just said there, and and I love the benefit of having money in a Roth IRA. But mm-hmm. most clients, I don't recommend that they put all their money in a Roth IRA, simply because when you get to retirement, there may be opportunities to be pulling dollars out of a pre-tax account, a more traditional IRA, that sort of thing, um, and pay very little tax. So if if it's going, if it's a toss-up between you doing a conversion, moving money from an IRA to a Roth IRA now, and paying too much tax, versus just postponing and letting the money stay in that traditional IRA, knowing that there's required minimum distributions coming when you reach age 70 and a half, I would take the 70 and a half if you believe that you're going to be paying less tax out there in the future. I, I, it. The only way to know that, though, is comprehensive financial planning. They, exactly. I, so even that made it, it sound like, well, this this is your situation. No, no, no. It's so circumstantial. You've got to do financial planning to know. And even even comprehensive financial planning in the six areas of financial planning with a certified financial planner doesn't doesn't give you the perfect answer, but it gives you an idea and it lets you set expectations. Because part about part of feeling like you're winning is knowing what you should expect and then comparing your results against what you expected. For those of you that are looking to avoid or delay or manage your required minimum distribution. We just said, hey, maybe not everyone needs to do that. That's fine. But for those of you that do, there's a couple other ways that you can um, manage your required minimum distribution. One of them has to do with charitable donations. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, if if your intention is really just to pull money out of the IRA to comply with the IRS, you don't really want to, but they're making you, and you're just going to have that sit in the bank, sometimes what we'll do is we'll we'll start asking questions like, are there any charitable inclinations? What are your patterns of giving to charities in the past? And uh, what you can do is actually, rather than pull money out of your bank account to give to your church or to a, a local mission of some sort, uh, instead, you can have the money sent directly from your IRA to satisfy this required minimum distribution, but not count it as income for you on your tax return. This only works if you're over age seven and a half. It's called a qualified charitable distribution. That is jargon, but that's the official term for this tax maneuver here. Isn't the IRS kind? I mean, that is pretty nice. They, they don't let you do your Roth conversion with your RMD, but they will let you just send it directly to the charity and then it's not even taxed. And so my, my fear is some of you listening right now are pulling money out of your IRA after age seven and a half, you're complying with your, your required minimum distribution, and then you're making your donation like normal right out of your checking account because that's just how you always, you've run your life for the first 70 years. Um, if you just, if you make one tweak, you can avoid a bunch of tax on this. So so be aware of it. There's, there's one other one, and I just, I gotta just warn you. It is just full of some potential dangers, but it's an option something called a Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract, a QLAC. And we're not going to get into it. M- maybe we'll do a show where we'll really break this thing down. But essentially, I think it was 2014, the IRS came out and said, you know what? We are going to give some tax benefits, some tax sheltering for people that engage in this basically deferred income strategy with some of their money. And if you do, 
and you actually do it in a using a qualified contract and you set it up the right way with kid you know with with white gloves um, then you can delay required minimum distribution on that money per person can only do up to $130,000. You can only delay your required minimum distribution on those dollars up until age 85. That's the latest. And so you'd have to start at that time. But then it's basically taking that chunk of money and turning it into an income stream. Who wants to start an income stream at age 85? So you've got to set the contract up really in the right way. And you're limited on Flexibility, you give up all flexibility. So you're kind of signing a contract there that really locks you in, but it can help you manage your your RMD. It's a tool, so we're not going to hoot on the tool. But I, you know, as I tell my children quite often, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with with this this investment strategy, the complications, and for those of you as as I can just tell you. As we're aging, uh, your cognitive ability, um, you see a, a little bit of reduction there. You will not remember how this thing works. Uh, we've got to share the biggest, the biggest, the number one required minimum distribution mistake out there. We're going to tell you what it is, help you avoid it, that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What's the biggest mistake, the number one mistake that you could make with your required minimum distribution? We're going to hit that next, help you know what it is, help you avoid it. Thanks for being with us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard here with me at the world headquarters of Corhorn Financial Group in Granger, Indiana, in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies very soon, Bethel University. Come on. Yep. As well as Diane Bennett uh, with the Inspire team, uh, her realtor team. Thanks for sponsoring the Wise Money Show. Thank you very much. If you have any questions, required minimum distribution, that's what we're launching the show with today. It's complicated. Reach out if you have questions, if you have needs. It's just tricky to go it alone. I had someone recently, a couple months ago, come in. He'd done it alone, and it was a really unfortunate tax mistake. Lots of penalties, and you don't you don't want to you don't want to do that. So reach out if you have questions, you have needs. You can call or text us five seven four two 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 thousand. That's five seven four two 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 thousand. You can find us online wisemoneyradio.com. Submit questions right there. You can check out the blog. You can listen to previous episodes, and then lastly, all over social media. Every episode on the YouTube channel. Check it out that way. Share it. Send it over if you're listening. And you say, "Well, I don't do RMD, but my parents do." Send this over to them and uh, and have them, you know, take a listen and get the conversation started. So Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, just search Wise Money Radio. Okay, I, I you know I'm going out there on a limb and saying this is the number one RMD mistake that's made. Um, you guys might might disagree, but it has to do with when you're inheriting an IRA or a pre-tax retirement account. Um, most people just aren't aware of those rules. If you're thinking about RMD and you're 46, that makes you rare, right? You're not right. at 46. You're not thinking about these rules of when you have to start taking money out. But if all of a sudden you inherit mom and dad's IRA, guess what? You need to learn about RMD really quickly. 
Yeah, I think one of the most important things to realize is if you've had someone die, someone in your life has died, and you are named as a beneficiary on their retirement account, you do not have to take that account in cash. So mm-hmm. if if dad died and you were named the beneficiary of his account, you're his daughter, you do not have to take that $100,000 in cash and pay taxes on that whole amount this this calendar year. We got a great question. It's maybe been six months from a listener who said, hey, uh, that happened and I just saw my taxes. Tell me, uh, tell me my CPA's line. No, you took it all out because you weren't aware of the unique rules with this. So part of part of making our community the most financially literate community in the world is these these things it's these these are all very simple concepts but the problem is when you don't know what you don't know it's very easy to think that you're wading into the shallow end of the pool and you're over your head before you know it and i don't say that to scare anyone i just tell you that look it this is this is a these are very complicated things to navigate and you want to do it correctly because if you do it correctly, there can be a huge advantage for you financially. Right at the uh, end of the year, I had a brand new client come in and we were getting to know their story and they were explaining the the history on some of the investment accounts in, in their name. And as I was looking at some of the statements, I saw inherited IRA or beneficial distribution account is another phrase that you might you might see. This is an IRA that a family member, someone else owned, and now you inherited it from them. And so I started asking questions about this and come to find out her, uh, her mom and dad had both passed away, each leaving behind money into her name. So I started asking, have you been pulling money out of this account each year? And, you know, kind of a blank stare, but what are you talking about? No. This was seven years ago for one uh, parent and 10 for another. So for over a decade, this required minimum distribution on an inherited account had been missed. And of course, you know, this was right at the end of the year. Normally in a very first meeting, we don't get into lots of details like this, but we kind of stopped everything and said, this is, this is a problem we need to deal with before the end of the year. And so they took quick action to at least get it handled for 2018. But it is so common for this to slip through the cracks because you're, as you said, Mike, you might be in your 40s or 50s not thinking at all about required minimum distributions, but it is forced onto your radar screen when you inherit an IRA. Any of these accounts that have not been taxed during the original owner's lifetime, it's going to fall to you as the beneficiary to pay tax on them over your lifetime. And I don't know if you guys want to get into all of the nuances with these rules, um, which we can if you'd like. It, otherwise, we can devote a, a, an entire show to it because it's very, very complex. Or maybe a blog, something like that, because it's very complex. But I, we've been talking about this enough that I just want to, I just want to put some of your minds at ease. What we're talking about here when inheriting an IRA and needing to take required distribution, it's from a non-spouse. It's from a non-spouse. If, if you inherit your spouse's IRA, thankfully, I think it was February 2nd of 06, the IRS passed a law, Congress passed a law that said, okay, if it's your spouse, you can just turn it into your IRA. It becomes yours. Now, you might still have to take RMD once you turn 70 and a half, but... 
you're, if you're married and you inherit your spouse's IRA or Roth, that becomes yours. It doesn't turn into an inherited or beneficial IRA. That very, that very much made things easier for people. But there are very, very specific rules, just a couple ways you can do it if you inherit an IRA or a Roth IRA from a non-spouse. I had a similar situation as you, Josh, where individual inherited a Roth IRA from mom and thought, well, Roth IRA. I've got a Roth IRA. It's after-tax money. I don't have to take RMD from this thing. So there you go. Yeah, yeah I entered the picture seven years after mom passed. Mm. There's going to be a stiff penalty due to the five-year rules. So, so and, and so if you're listening and you're curious about this or wondering what the remedy is, so we all have stories. If we, we, you know, we've been in the trenches long enough. So I met with a guy. He was 75 years old, had this big old IRA. And he hadn't taken, when I said, have you, you know, I'm looking at your taxes and I see you're not taking money out of your retirement plan, which was the truth. And I said, well, do you know that you're required to do that once you hit 71 and a half? And 70 and a half. Uh, 70 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I said. So um, <laughs> he didn't realize that. So what we did is we calculated the amount that he was supposed to take out. He paid tax. He pulled that out paid taxes on it, and then um, sent a letter to the IRS begging forgiveness, and they actually granted it to him. Now, I don't tell you that story to say that's what will happen. Yeah, you'll get a free Right. I'm just telling you that that has happened. So this this stuff doesn't need to be scary, but you, you definitely want to have a sense of urgency if you've got retirement plans, because there are there are there are, there are traps that are kind of built into these things that if you're not aware of it, uh, it's going to catch you. I, I just to keep you on the edge of your seats and uh, keep you listening. Uh, we'll we'll probably make the f- uh, five year rule an upcoming program. Uh, it, it's tri- it's tricky enough. It's it's deep enough. It probably warrants its own conversation. But I, I'll tell you, there's just an, one other angle to to take this with uh, with RMD. Kevin mentioned earlier. All right. What if you need to take your required distribution and you say, okay, geez, you know, none of those delay options really work for me, but I don't need the money. We get that question a lot too. What do you do? Yeah. What what most people will do is you have to pull the money out of your IRA. That is the law. You're complying with it. But after you've counted that as income on your tax return, you've received the dollars in your hand, what you do with it from there, there's all kinds of options. It could pile up in a bank account if maybe you're getting a little skinny on cash and you just want to have a little bit more liquid savings on hand. That could be appropriate. But for those who really genuinely don't need the money at at arm's uh, length here, uh, within reach, they may want to delay uh, using that money by reinvesting it back into maybe similar types of investments that it was already in inside that IRA. You can buy the same mutual funds, the same stocks, the same bonds in an in a taxable account yeah. as what you would have done in an IRA. So in, in effect, you're allowing it to continue to grow as it would have if this required minimum distribution rule never existed. That's right. That's right. So if you want to keep the dollars invested, just open up another type of account if you don't have one already. And in the, in the industry, it's called non-qualified, but yeah, it's a taxable account. And just 
move the money over there. You'll have to pay tax on it, but but then you can keep the money invested. So uh, this is, RMD is confusing. Again, if you need help, reach out. Uh, we, we'd love to help. I have a great question from Ron coming up. He's going to retire. And before he does, should he be stockpiling a bunch of money in his 401k? That and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies. Thank you so much for being with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, let me remind you, there's several ways to catch everything you missed in this episode and every previous episode. Uh, first on the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, I do iTunes, but regardless of your preference, just search Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. That's Corhorn with a K. And subscribe to it. You can listen to it. I have a lot of people who binge listen when you have chunks of time uh, working out on the treadmill, whatever. Um, you can follow it that way. Um, you can also watch every episode right there on the YouTube channel. Every episode's right there, so, uh, so feel free to Listen that way, subscribe, like, share content. And then lastly, every episode's also on wisemoneyradio.com on the website. There's a media player right there, so you can listen that way as well. Right next to that media player is a space for you to submit a question. If you have a question, whether it's about required minimum distribution or taxes or whatever you're dealing with in your financial life, we'd love to help. And we can talk about an upcoming show if, if, it's a, if it's a question for the show. So you can submit it that way. And then lastly, if you have another question or want to submit it a different way, call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. I think just to put the wraps on the whole required minimum distribution discussion, um, I'd go back to what Kevin said. This stuff just doesn't make any sense. It, you can't apply logic to it. Now, you can try to say, well, I understand the rules and I'm applying logic to these rules, but those rules just don't make sense. So I, you need a Sherpa. You, you need a guide. And we were just talking bonus content you can find on the YouTube channel um, about even someone who is doing it themselves, following the instructions from the actual company that held the beneficial IRA. They were doing that and it was wrong. And now they've got to pay a big penalty. So, so do comprehensive financial planning because RMD intersects with your cash flow and your taxes and your retirement plan and your investments. I mean, this alone touches four of the six, probably all six in a way, but directly four of the areas of financial planning. And if you're trying to make a decision on this in just one of those areas, you could be making a huge mistake. So get some help. Contact your certified financial planner. Make sure you're getting comprehensive financial planning. Speaking of comprehensive financial planning, that's a great segue. Ron is 61 from Elkhart, asked a great financial planning question. I'm planning on retiring in the next year or two. I feel like I'm financially ready to do so. Feel like, I'm, we can go back to that. Should I still contribute to my 401k while I'm working? That's a great question, Ron. And I love working with clients like Ron, who are 61, and they're they're getting ready to make a significant change. And there is a universal comment that these folks make when they come in and work with us. 
And can you guys guess what it is? Feel. I wish I had started sooner. Oh, yes. that is the number one uh, comment that is, mentioned in our office. Yes. Yeah. So if you are listening to this, um, and uh, you you start working with a financial advisor when you're 61, it's likely that you are going to it's going to well up within you, and you're going to say, "Man, I just wish I'd met you 10 or 20 years ago." So, Ron, this is a great time. In your life, the, what most people don't know is the last few years of their working life are the most important years of, fin- of accumulation and making great decisions because the decisions that you make today are going to serve you for the rest of your life. So I think of a couple of things. I think great. it's great to be looking at your 401k, Ron, because what you want to do, it, you, the, your 401k is quite possibly the most powerful tool that you've had your whole life for accumulating wealth. And so you wanna look at this and say, hey, where should the money go? And hopefully if you're 61 and thinking about retiring in a year or two, you've already been practicing living on the amount of income that you're gonna have in retirement. And then if you have extra money, what should you do? Well, the 401k is one of the places, but I my mind goes immediately to how much debt do you have, Ron? Oh, absolutely. Because if you have debt, now you have a choice. You can take those dollars and you can reduce debt, or you can take those dollars and put them in the 401k. I can't tell you how many, I, I think of a couple of folks that I started working with this past year. The first thing that they did as they retired and rolled over their 401k, what they and and they did it, um, they didn't. They asked my opinion, and they did what they wanted to do. But they all they wanted to do was get the money out and pay off certain debts. Now, for my money, they would have been much better positioned if they had been able to work and grind it out just a little bit longer and pay off those debts out of cash flow versus creating a tax liability and kind of painting themselves into the a tax corner right off the bat. We we talked about um, regrets. There was a survey done, this a couple uh, episodes ago, a survey done about um, retirees and how they're feeling. And I think the second biggest regret was still having debt in retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I, I preface this with is a great financial planning segue because Ron's asking, well, is he asking a, a, a retirement planning question? Hey, right. I, I think my retirement plan's solid. Should I just keep saving for it anyway? But but Kevin, you off the bat talk about no, your present financial position is your. Do you have a solid financial foundation? And does your income in retirement is it going to be able to support? your lifestyle right now, especially if there's debt service. Well, not only the size of your income in retirement, but the sources of your income in retirement. Because uh, I think, Ron, you said that you're 61 years old and your time frame is two to three years from now. Often, you know, people's minds go to age 62 is the soonest that you can start drawing Social Security. But what if the dollars that you're able to accumulate over these last two or three years allowed you to postpone drawing Social Security for an extra year or two. You know, if you are building these resources up, maybe in a Roth 401k, if that exists in your account, what if you could draw off of that um, in the early days of retirement and maybe postpone Social Security just one 
more year. Mm-hmm. That allows you to get another 8% increase by delaying. Every single year that you wait, Social Security goes up by 8%. So what you do with the money um, or w- how you're going to be using it in retirement is certainly part of the equation here. We, we still have to ask the question, you know, is there a company match? If so, then don't leave that on the table, certainly. Um, but there's also the tax consequences know, of that's this. Where my brain, right? That's where my brain went at first. Uh, you know, this is posed as a, as a retirement question. Kevin very appropriately took it to present financial position. Uh, I, I, I thought of tax planning at first. Um, yeah, what's your tax situation? You're 61. If you feel like you're ready for retirement, you've probably done a good job of making good income and, and having margin in your life to save up. I wonder, what are these earning years for you and, and how do they translate on your tax return? Yeah, you're essentially comparing what you believe your 2019 tax picture is going to look like to what you think it will be in those early years of retirement or even long into retirement. Because if you can squirrel away money into the, the 401k now, even in these late years of your working career, Someday, you're avoiding tax now, but you're going to pay tax eventually. And the question is, will it be a smaller tax hit by delaying it into retirement? If so, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe uh, you're already in a low enough tax bracket and you don't think you're going to be in that high of a tax bracket in retirement, maybe a Roth account. This this is the exact same question, though, that you would be asking if you were 10 years out from retirement or 20 years out. You're always asking, should I use a, a traditional or a Roth based on your tax picture? I So, so we... we this was framed as a retirement planning question. We said it's present financial position as well, tax planning. Let me talk about investment planning too. Ron, if, if you're, if you're going to retire in two to three years and this is money that you're going to use in two to three years, I, I, you can't invest it. I, I, you shouldn't take high, you shouldn't have it invested in high risk. So I'd be careful about just plugging it into your normal allocation. You need to be very conscious of the time horizon for these dollars that needs to drive the investment choice you make with these dollars hopefully you've been doing planning and you've already got your investments and retirement income stratified you know where it's coming from but i would just make that comment as well so great great question ron lots of areas to hit comprehensive financial planning you need comprehensive financial planning. You need synergy in all six areas of your financial life, especially when you have big financial decisions to make, just like retirement. So that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, and all of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.